throughout Britain, men and women are foregoing the 9 to 5 jobs introduced during the Industrial Age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. I am in love with this time of year. Isn't everybody? I think so. But summer is pretty much upon us, although by the time this episode goes out, it is upon us. <laughs> uh, British weather being a little bit temperamental right half now. an hour from now, it could be pissing down with rain. It was the other day. My goodness. What an unpredictable one. But everybody's in high spirits. The barbecue smell is on the air. Very British of us to start with talking about the weather. It is, but we're a British podcast. True. So that's what we do. Why not? That's what we do. That's what we do. So um, tomorrow forecasts uh, are snowstorms <laughs> in Scotland. And uh, no. Um, but we got a good episode today. Yeah, I'm excited for this I one. I am really looking forward to this one. Uh, you've probably clicked on it given the title. Uh huh. Um, it is rather convincing. I'll be like, let me click that now. Yeah, I'm intrigued. So clickety click click. <laughs> You're intrigued. <laughs> it's like the microchips. Uh-huh. Isn't it? Oh god, showing our age now, aren't we? Uh-huh. Clickety click microchips. I don't even know what that means, but anyway. What? No, you don't remember microchips? No. Should I? Yes, they were like a staple of the eighties. <laughs> I don't know what. And, I was the, doing. and the early nineties. I don't know what I was doing. They were little. Time. They were little boxes of chips. Chips, as in... As in, not like American chips. Not like McDonald's chips. Like, no, like chips. Like chips. Like potato. Oh. As, like, not fries, chips. Okay. Sorry to our American audience that I'm really confused. But what, I'm, we, what I'm you call... I'm confused, I'm Chips, confused. potato chips. Like, not crisps, chips. In a box, right? Yeah. Frozen. I don't know why, this is taking far too long to explain. Put them in a microwave... Two minutes, bing, done. Never eat You don't them. remember my... Don't like microwave food, to be honest. Well, not, neither do I, but never mind. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> the episode is about how to get paid £100 per hour. Mmm. Mm-hmm. £100. £100 per hour. Now, we usually sort of put a disclaimer out there saying, you know, we're not experts, we haven't you know, done everything. But this is something we have done. Yeah. We both have experience of selling our services mm-hmm. for £100 equivalent to the hour. Now, mm-hmm. there is one disclaimer that yeah. I think we should make, is that you shouldn't really be charging by the hour for what you do, for your time. But this is like a sort of, we're going to deliver a one-hour session to you, therefore it is X amount. Yeah. Well, we kind of explained that. That will become clear once we've kind of given away the main uh-huh. points and yeah. then you'll kind of see why actually charge... We've, we've done a podcast on why you don't charge by the hour, but mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people kind of do charge that way and we just wanted to sort of yeah, express yeah. that and, and show you why it's not worth charging by the hour, but this is how mm-hmm. to get £100 an hour. Yeah, but so this is something that we have achieved, both of us. Yep. So we can talk about this and be like, yes, we've done it. So let's go for it. Let's, let's go. Let's, go let's for jump it. straight in. Um... So, one of the main things which is kind of key to the whole thing is you've got to be solving problems which are expensive problems. Mm -hmm. So, not problems that necessarily the guy in the newsagent's got. (laughs) Although, actually, no, that's that's probably probably unfair. 
Um, but it's not like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, an example of something not to try and charge £100 an hour for, but I'm struggling to think of one. I think, well, <clears throat> I've been listening to a Seth Godin, um, he's got a new course on Udemy at the moment, and he talks about this um, one guy, basically there was this business and their building, it was like a massive building, and um, they had so much mould throughout the building that it was, it was dan- in danger that it might actually fall down. Mm-hmm. And so they got somewhere like construction people in and they was they came in and said, look, it's going to cost you, I know, two million or something ridiculous in the amount of how much it's going to cost to fix this mould problem. And then what they actually did, they found another guy who's, who was like an expert in mould. He knew everything about mould. He knew how to get rid of it, why it started. And then he came in and then he, he came in to go, oh, look, we really need your help with this problem. And he goes, well, to be honest, looking at it, it's going to cost you about 80 grand for this and they were like that is fine 80 grand we've been told it's going to be right we've been told it's going to be two million to fix this all redo fix the walls fix everything and he was thinking no no it's only it'll be 80 grand for me to help you fix the problem so they're like oh great yeah, yeah let's um we'll go with you then and he so he filled out his contract gave it over to them got the payment and he goes okay he, he wrote one a little piece of paper and he gave them the chemical they needed to literally get rid of this mold and then he walked away uh, and so what happened amazing. there, which is a great example, is literally the, the company that needed this mould sorted had a £2 million problem. But what actually happened was they found this expert who really knew everything about mould and knew that it could be sorted with this one chemical. And so he charged 80 grand. So for them, there was a £2 million problem. But actually, they were so willing to pay 80 grand, even though it took this guy two seconds just to write what the chemical they needed to put on this wall to get rid of the mould was. And so that's an example of finding a really expensive problem but being an expert in something that you can actually give advice on it and that way you can make a lot of money by doing very little amazing but for him imagine you've got to think back like this guy who's a mold expert he's been studying mold for years 20 30 years to understand how to fix it uh-huh. so it's not that it took him two minutes to kind of give the give the answer but actually he he knew so much about it because of what the work that he's put in mm-hmm. that's and, what, and that's going to obviously be another point that we talk about uh-huh. that's almost like the uh you know this secret's been in my family for years turn around it's a top secret thing you're not allowed to see push a button done uh-huh. it's almost like that but but the value of it it's not the fact that you're just pushing a button or just writing down a chemical it's the value of it he's just saved them well essentially two million mm-hmm. um minus the eighty thousand that he's asked for but <clears throat> he's just essentially saved them two million pounds with knowledge that these other guys that checked it out and went yeah it's two didn't million pounds clue, didn't yeah. have a clue and that's that's leveraging your expertise so that's such a good story yeah, I haven't I heard it's that so one. powerful that's what I mean I heard it in the Seth Godin course which I would say if you're a freelancer or you're starting a business get onto it it's a great course to listen to and that story just really stood out for me and it kind of applies to exactly kind of what we've done with when we've earned £100 per hour it is really highlighting that you have a really good skill in something you're an expert at one thing and then go into that person because I think the main thing to think about when you charge £100 is that it's not like a, it doesn't cost that person like a hundred pound. To them, it's worth a lot more. So what you're uh-huh. doing is, is is worth way more than a hundred pound. A lot of people say, well, kind of think of value as like you buy something, you should hope that you're getting 10X from it. So if you're charging someone hundred pound now, as a basic, you should be helping them make a thousand pound worth of value. And yeah. I think that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, that's true. It's like um, a lot of the software 
startup companies they'll often particularly if it's business based software they'll often phone up the businesses and let's say it's accounting software and they'll say okay how much how much of your time is doing your accounts uh, taking every every week how, how much how many hours do you put into it and they'll be like mm, yeah, yeah probably putting about 10 hours it's like okay well this software that I've built is only going to it's going to simplify the whole process it's only probably going to take about 2 hours to do that um, and it's going to cost you 20 quid a month Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like ten of my hours is worth a lot more than like twenty quid a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll pay for that. And they do that to loads and loads and loads and loads of businesses. The same proposition, um, and suddenly you know they've got like a hundred people signing up to twenty quid a month. That's two thousand pounds a month for just leveraging their software, for example. Yeah, another example of that could be like you've got like these dating coaches that can charge, I don't know, 200, 300 pounds for an hour of their time. But if that one hour where you sit down with that person helps you get a girlfriend or helps you find the relationship that makes you fulfilled, then that 200 pounds is nothing. It's Mm -hmm. such a small cost. And I think that's how you have to view things. You have to realize that it's not so much about, oh, I'm charging 100 pounds. It's actually the thing that the person's getting on the other end is worth that money. It's worth to them, they're getting a deal. Mm -hmm. Like they are, what they're getting out of it is my £100 nothing compared to how they might feel after they've had my service. Like, I, mm-hmm. I could say, like, I do video production, so sometimes businesses want to kind of show to the, to, to their bosses or to other people in the organisation what's being done, and mm-hmm. video is a great way of doing that. And sometimes you can't put a worth on pleasing your boss saying, oh, that project worked well because we've got a video to express that. Mm-hmm. And so it's worth paying the price to do that. And I think that's how you kind of need to sort of start viewing things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think you also... I mean, you have to be aware of who you're targeting as well, because going in to someone that, well, they might be, you know, self-employed, but they're really not earning a lot, for example, or maybe even just somebody that's working on, uh, you know, minimum wage. There's no point pitching a product saying, you know, you're working on minimum wage, but I can get you uh, on a job that's, you know, earning 30k a year, but it's going to cost you 100 pounds an hour for my services or whatever. I mean, it's going to be a hard sell because they haven't got the £100 an hour. Yeah, but I think as well, again, it's just kind of expressing that long-term. If that person on minimum wage, you say, OK, by the end of our call, I'm going to give you the tips to how to be on a 30k a year. Suddenly they see the value. And so if it is £200 an hour, it's actually worth them. But like I say, it's, it's easy to convince people. They say sell to people already. You don't have to convince or you don't have to take right. the time to move. And, and That's another... what I'm kind of saying because if they're on minimum wage, they haven't got the access to to burn so to speak because that's how they will look at it it's like it yeah but that's, a... that's how they'll look at it they'll see it as burning they won't see the value they'll right. say okay my money's going to waste I haven't got the money and then they're not in the right mentality and that's what um, in the book um, that I read The Millionaire Mindset he talks about that he says like um really the ultimate way to get rich is to solve rich people's problems mm-hmm. and I'm not saying rich is in oh don't only work with people who have money but the idea is that people will pay for things that they value like if if you needed to get your heart fixed suddenly you'd find the money if you're on minimum wage you'd find the two grand three grand to get that operation because it becomes massively valued to you and mm-hmm. that's the thing it's not so much about it's not the charge it's the person like I will pay for things that I value I'll pay more for better types of protein because I know I in my what I know is that they're going to be better for me so I don't mind paying that bit extra and it's helping that person to get there basically mm-hmm. to see that value so you're not that person should never feel screwed over the, yeah. the, your customer should never feel like oh why the hell is he charging me £100 per hour they mm-hmm. should want to kind of rip your hand off and say wow for £100 an hour and I'm going to get that much value mm-hmm. 
and the thing is as well is is you've got to prove that you can provide the value mm-hmm. you can't just kind of go in and go so I'm going to do this mm-hmm. can't for the money it's like you can't you're not it's going to be a real hard sell even if the person does have the money to quote unquote burn um, <laughs> you know uh, so you've got to kind of prove that you've got to, got to establish the fact that you do have expertise that not other people have as with the uh, the mould expert mm-hmm. um, you know he came in and he went, okay, yeah, well, I'm an expert in mould specifically rather than constructural stuff, which is probably what the other people that you've brought in have mm-hmm. said. And like, Okay, well, we're going to have to tear that wall down and tear this down mm-hmm. and rebuild that. And So that's going to cost you two million. I, I'm coming in, I'm going, right, well, I know all about the mould. I know mm-hmm. where it's come from. I know uh, how it's damaging the building rather than just, uh, you know, ant and boot situation. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know... I'm trying to think of a better analogy, but well, I, I think a good way, a good analogy to use is like a surgeon. It's kind of you can you you. I mean, I don't know how it works in America whether you pick the kind of surgeon, but you know, a lot of the time, the one who's doing the best is the one who who basically has examples of so many people that he's fixed in the way they expected to be fixed. So mm-hmm. you don't go that beginning, the person who just come out of medical school and is now um, looking for clients, but he's charging maybe a lot less. I mean, obviously, we're talking a lot more than £100 per hour, whatever you're, yeah, just for an example. But you'll go with the surgeon who has 50 examples of fixing that problem with 50 happy clients, and then he's getting referrals because those clients are happy, and he can charge... £10,000 for that surgery whereas the other guy's starting out at two grand because he's got that reputation he's got the he's got the history behind him that mm-hmm. says this guy says he can do X and he fucking can yeah. and because of that he's got leverage to actually say well actually well if you don't want to pay me that I've got people that pay me because I do the thing that I want to do and that's the thing if you're going to charge someone £100 an hour and you say that you are good enough to do solve that problem they have and they're going to come out of it think, feeling great you need to have proof you need to really show that you know what you're doing and you fucking execute okay but i'm gonna throw in a caveat here Go on devil's in. advocate a little bit because i imagine that most of our listeners don't have said reputation mm-hmm. i didn't have said reputation when i charged 100 pounds for an hour of my services mm-hmm. um so how do you go about making that price justified when you don't have that following or that Reputation. It's a great question. And I think the main thing is initially, if you know something, you've probably done a course, you've probably... I mean, look at me and you. We went mm-hmm. to university, we paid whatever thousand pounds, we still owe him certain money for our student loan. We've put in the, the time to sort of get that knowledge. And initially, when you meet someone, you're trying to sell your service. All right, I understand you need to build up your clients over time and get those referrals. But when you get in there, initially, you might already... You can demonstrate your skills. You mm-hmm. are talking in a way that you sound like you know what the hell is going on here. Mm-hmm. You really know what you're doing. I think in your case, you came with a referral, so somebody referred you, so it was obviously a trusted... Somebody who knew that person already was That's trusted. True. That's true. So what happened there is if someone's referred to you, if someone said, oh, Wayne can teach you how to act, and I get referred from George Clooney... Mm-hmm. I don't care whether you can act. I don't even care. I'm not even going to. I don't. I'm not going to say. Show me your CV. Show me your degree. Fucking George Clooney just told me to speak to Wayne right. because he knows about acting. And so suddenly that referral already cuts the ball crap. There's no. That's true. And that's what's happened with a lot of my video clients. Like I, I've got someone who's such a great person at referring me clients, and she's so trusted that nobody has asked for my CV. Nobody's asked me, Jen, what camera do you use? How many people? Blah blah blah. I don't get that. There's no mm-hmm. bullshit there. 
they just trust me because of that person. So that person can become your leverage. And then, as I say, you can build on from there. But I think that's one way of getting over the fact that you don't have um, referrals. But if referrals are so powerful, it's like all these different things are different sort of tools to have in your box to get that client who pays you, say, £100 or whatever, maybe even more than that per hour. These are just tools to have in a toolbox. And initially, if, if you don't have referrals, maybe you just give your service, like we say, for free mm-hmm. for the referral. And so the referral is worth more than £100 because that referral is going to get you more clients later on. And so uh-huh. sometimes it's kind of balancing that out as well. Yeah, I think, I think offering the services for free um, initially as a kind of a one-time only deal I think is great I mean you see you see online businesses do it all the time I mean let's face it Netflix has become the success that it has become because you get the first 30 days for free mm-hmm. I mean let's face it I've just joined the Netflix revolution mm-hmm. and the only reason I have is because of that 30 day free trial the Daredevil series came on I wanted to watch Daredevil I wanted to do it legally not illegally so <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah I'm going to going to do, use my 30 day free trial just to watch Daredevil mm-hmm. and I'm still on Netflix now and enjoying it and I was very anti-Netflix because I was like no I want to own what I'm spending my money on mm-hmm. and now because I've tried that 30 day free trial I actually don't care and it met your expectations that's the mm. thing it gave you the trial which it proved that it, it does what it says on tin you enjoyed the the experience and you stuck around and that's the same thing you start for free and then you deliver value initially and you say and you say what you're going to achieve and you do it then the person's going to carry on paying you after that mm-hmm. there's actually a funny story i could just want to chuck this in in terms of you're talking about netflix okay. i read the other day that actually um blockbusters had the chance to buy netflix at the, at the very beginning for a and very small amount of money and they chose not to so hey <laughs> that's just a, a massive wow. learning they had to, I did not know that yeah I only found out about that the other day wow but yeah that's what you get making poor complacent business decisions mm-hmm. just saying <laughs> sorry Blockbuster employees <laughs> <laughs> they're probably all at Netflix anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I think one thing that you have to consider when you're doing your, your free service is you've almost <laughs> What you should avoid giving away is your how, if that makes sense. So you should obviously give as much information as you can I to prove the, your value. Yeah, that demonstrate of knowledge. Like, right. this is what I know and I can speak in a way that I, I sound and I know that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, yeah, so it's almost like this is the problem, this is the way it is solved, but I'm not going to tell you how you engage in that way of solving it for free, if that makes sense. Um, I could differ because I think sometimes going in and actually telling people, you got to think at the end of the day, you know the how and you're going to tell it to them. And even if you tell it to them, they probably aren't going to implement it because they don't understand it enough. So you're not yeah, getting everything true, away. That's and, true. and a lot of people say like, when you go to a meeting and it's a free meeting or you're getting this client for the first time, you go in there and you literally drop a load of knowledge bombs that are already incredible for free. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, what the fuck would I be getting if I paid this guy? Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's kind <laughs> of, yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to, it's very hard to, I think, put into words because you don't want to give too much away, mm-hmm. but you do want to give a lot away. It's a very fine balance. I think at the beginning when you're starting that relationship, you should, I, I generally believe, put all your cards on the table, give them as much value as possible, literally throw everything, even if it's fucking free value, if it's yeah, everything. Yeah. I know people say don't give away the secret sauce, but there is no secret yeah, sauce. No, no, I completely agree with what you're saying. Again, I find it really hard to articulate because you want to give... As, I, I, it's almost like you overload them 
with uh-huh. with knowledge and value so that it's literally scratching the surface a good a good analogy i know we spoke about this the other day and i said oh think about you know what i was saying about script writing it is I used to do a lot of script writing and what I used to do is leave leave the script at a point where I was so excited to write more and I think right. that is what is really important is that you actually leave them at a point where you've heightened their excitement and they've uh-huh. seen this vision they've seen that future of how you're going to help uh-huh. and you've already demonstrated that you know how to get them there uh-huh. and then you that's enough there's the pitch done and you walk away and say now yeah. kind of like that I think that's kind of what you're touching on a little bit yeah yeah I think that's probably the best way. It's really hard to articulate, but I think that's probably the best. You always give them a taste. Yeah, it's like it's like someone. Um, I don't know if they could give you a um, a coin and you can quickly zoop, and you zoom into the future and you see yourself and you're like uh-huh. everything you want to be, and then you zoop back and they say, "Hey, I can help you get there." Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, I want to get there. And then suddenly you make the sale because you've put that. They say, as they, I mean, in sales and marketing, it's all say, show people the island, mm-hmm. and then tell them how you're going to be the boat. Ooh, I like that. So you, the island is where they want to be. That's all their dreams and where they, their vision and where they hope to be, especially like I know a lot of personal trainers do this kind of, you help people see the vision of their perfect body of how they're going to be and how their health's going to be and how they're going to be able to be a, a tra- a, like playing with their children, healthy and healthy. And you say, well, it's going to take this, this and this. And suddenly mm-hmm. they've, they've seen, they've felt that, they've had the feeling of feeling great and how would I be in this way? And then suddenly... Mm-hmm they're willing to pay because they've seen the value and it's not a charge anymore it's it's worth me it's an investment this. rather exactly. than a cost exactly it's not cost you never as i say you never sell to people they always buy from you i like that as well mm-hmm. you're full of the 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 nuggets today buy it up today is the coffee nuggets <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah let's talk about um the actual cost or the price or whatever you want to call it uh, let's go with price, mm-hmm. um, because obviously you know we're referring to charging hundred pounds an hour, but that's just uh, the figure that we've used for this example because mm-hmm. of our experience, or whatever. But obviously you can charge whatever you want. Um, so let's talk about coming up with that price um, first of all. I think the best place to start really is is just the boldness of being able to go. Well, this is this is the price mm-hmm. um, because. I mean, in my example, I've said to you already several times, damn, I should have should have asked for more. Because it was just, boom, yep, done, deal. Mm-hmm. I went, mm, yeah, probably about £100 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay. I'm like, yeah, you, you're okay with that? They're like, yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm like, <laughs> and you're like, really? You're waiting for the carpet yeah, to be like, pulled underneath I'm of I'm like, you. you're not going not gonna, to not gonna hang up? Yeah. No, not going gonna to negotiate? <laughs> you're just giving their take there. £100? £100? Buy it. Okay. I- yeah, I think that's a massive learning, especially when you go self-employed or you start your own business. I think you got to think we grow we grow up surrounded by this idea of minimum wage. We're only seeing oh, most people get paid seven pound fifty or whatever pound fifty it is an hour. And so for us to think oh, if I get fifteen pound an hour, I'm really fucking I'm over average. I'm not minimum wage. I'm like middle or high wage. And I think that's like a, a massive problem. Again, there's the mm-hmm. book, um, I'm going to put it in the link on the uh, breakdown, is you really have to smash through your sort of money mentality and understand that it's not about you. It's not about how much you're uh-huh. like, you've got to, like you said, to be bold about charging that much and you kind of say it and it feels awkward. £100 an hour, really? Can Would someone actually pay that? But there's someone right now getting paid fucking 50 grand an hour, uh-huh. 100 grand an hour. And it to them, there's no fear behind it. There's no, I feel bad asking for this. There's no, because underneath it, they know that the flip side, like I say, the mold problem is way worse. Like the, 
to not do anything about it is going to cost you more than 50 grand for this yeah. hour. Yeah. And I think that's the way of looking at it. Stop thinking that you like you said, I mean, you said it yourself, oh, are they, they're going to burn through the money. There is no burning happen when you charge mm-hmm. £100 an hour. It's, it, it's, it's your own psyche saying, oh, can I actually charge that? Will someone actually pay that? It's you sort of are kind of devaluing yourself or under-empowering yourself. You're uh-huh. saying, I'm not worth that or I'm, I don't know if I can do that. And I was exactly the same when I came out and I started doing my video production. I would charge ridiculously cheap amounts of prices because... I was scared if I was good enough. I was like, is this really worth it? Is it da, 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 da? I was always thinking, me, 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 you get stuck in the ego. Once you let go of that and you start focusing on your customer and you see how big the problem is to them and how, how much it's worth to them, then the money shouldn't, the charge shouldn't even come an option. And I mm-hmm. think that's what you need to really focus on. I think, I know we've kind of, one thing I really want to touch on because I feel like we've just jumped into it is, is for those people who are maybe on that lower amount of money on the six well, pounds well, well, before pounds. Before we go into that, okay, there's just a little bit of an anecdote that I want to throw in because I was going to get onto, onto the low pay, but I want okay. to throw it in based on kind of um, the value that you're providing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a story I heard, I think it was on The Art of Charm, um, and when Jordan Harbinger, the host of Art of Charm, was working in corporate America, he... Uh, was talking to I think it was like the boss of his office mm-hmm. um, and he said Look, you're never you're never in the office he's like and this guy's earning let's say for all intents and purposes 100,000 a year mm-hmm. and he's never at work never at work he's like you're never in the office why are you never in the office and yet you're you're earning more than any of us mm-hmm. and yet you're never here and he turned around and he said because my value isn't in being at work in the office my value is about being out there going for lunch with clients going playing golf with clients doing all that sort of stuff you know living the life of luxury essentially on company time to make relationships and I think that's such an important thing to think about when you're thinking about the value that you're providing it's not about the amount of time that you're putting into it mm-hmm. it's about actually where your value lies how much you value you provide because what is basic knowledge for you is so often expert knowledge to other people and I think that was the case that I discovered with my example it's probably what you've discovered with your example 100%. over and over and over again in fact you've got a story where somebody uh, even uh, went with someone else because they were cheaper mm-hmm. they went with someone else because they were cheaper and then you had to come in and fix the problem uh-huh. because they didn't provide as much value uh-huh. and it's 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 so true you, you get what you pay for mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point and I'm happy you chucked that in there thanks as but- you were saying about low paid yeah no I just want to get in there because I know maybe somebody who's listening to this is some one of those people that are on minimum wage and is thinking wait a minute I'm getting paid £7.50 an hour and these fuckers have or will uh, are getting paid £100 per hour what the fuck am I doing wrong and I think just from the examples that we've given you there you just have to see that the main thing there is actually having a really serious expertise in something, really knowing something to the nth degree that actually you are you are rare, you are someone who knows how to fix a problem. Mm-hmm. Like actually having something behind you. If you're getting paid seven pounds fifty an hour, no offense to you, like great, good on you. But you've got to think like how easily are you replaced? How easy can someone fit you? Like if you go tomorrow, can they replace you tomorrow? On that point, I want to do a bit of a mic drop here. Mm-hmm. Bit of a mic drop. But this is my view on minimum wage, right? If you are earning minimum wage, right? In terms of the law, in terms of employment, you are accepting that you have absolutely no knowledge, no skills whatsoever. Because everybody 
is entitled to earn what you are earning. No matter how skilled they are, no matter how intelligent they are, everybody wow. is entitled to that. And if you are accepting minimum wage, then you're accepting the fact that you have no skills and no knowledge. Goodbye. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> no, I know, I, know what you're, I know what you're saying there. I know what you're saying there. But, yeah. Now I don't know That's just me trying to light a fire up your ass. Um, but it's true. Well, it's actually just popped back into my head. And what Seth Godin says uh, in his talk as well is like, if you're going for those sort of uh, those sort of jobs that are minimum wage, you are racing to the bottom. Mm-hmm. You're at the race to the bottom because, like you say there, you're, anyone can fit that in. And that's like the, the government says that's the minimum you should be getting. And so that's it. Like you say, how what are your skills like? But the ways you can get out of that, like we say, you can upskill yourself. You have to become... The ec- economics runs on demand. Like, you have to become valuable at something. You have to... Um, Firstly, as I say, constantly educate, become a specialist at something. The mold specialist has been doing it for years. They are someone calls him up, he's the guy who knows about mold. You have to become that person. Another thing which is so important is just your connections, like we talk about there. If George Clooney asked me and um, referred me to Wayne for acting as training, you're gonna listen. So that's another thing. Make sure you have a network of people mm-hmm. that are literally like blowing the horn for you. They're saying this guy knows what he's fucking doing. Me and Clooney are close, man. Huh? Me include, I've forgiven him for his awful portrayal of Batman, <laughs> but he accepts that it's himself that it's awful. Me, me including you, close. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> obviously another thing to work, <laughs> another thing to work on is just your money mentality. There are loads of books I've read. A few. Mm. I'm trying to think of names. I'll actually link them up in the blog. Rich post. Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, That's a go-to. There's one called Sue something. I'm trying to look at my actual collection of books at the moment, but it's not actually popping up. But I've got a few money books that I think are incredible to read, and I had this problem. It's kind of you're stuck in this money mentality, whereas if, I mean, if your parents have always been very, like, maybe on a minimum wage or always complaining about money, this seriously can affect, it can affect you, and it will actually be in your unconscious where you're, you're afraid of money. You don't know, you don't know your true value. Um, Wayne, are you going to come back? Or- Sorry, I'm just I'm just looking at your bookshelf, trying to trying to throw some out there, but they're all buried. <laughs> so many. <laughs> Never mind. I'll put the, I'll link to them on the blog. <laughs> um, and another thing is, yeah, just um, really value yourself. You to be able to charge hundred pound an hour, which again is in some terms, someone might laugh at this podcast. Say hundred pound an hour, you guys are fucking fools. Like you're not earning your worth, and maybe we're not initially, but. It's a learning curve. You've got to kind of go up these rungs of the ladder. You've mm-hmm. got to feel what you're comfortable with. Like that money mentality um, plays into like how much you feel. Like if you said to someone two hundred fifty pound out, does that feel weird inside you? You'll feel it. Does it feel like 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 you said a bit? You kind of half and half. It was like really, can I say this? And then suddenly you do it, and they say yes. And that's kind of like your your sort of um, emotional your uh, yeah your money mentality has kind of gone up. You're mm-hmm. like oh, someone's happy to pay me hundred pound yeah. an hour great maybe someone would pay me 150 maybe someone pay me 200 maybe someone pay me a thousand pound hour and it's kind of breaking through those sort of emotional barriers of how much you actually think Mm -hmm. you're worth but at the end of the day there's no tricking your way to it you've generally got to have it it's kind of why some of the best people in the world pay fucking mentors they pay them because they know that if i put five ten two three grand into a course i know that now when i go to do something i can charge more i can if my library is full of books and I spend a thousand, two thousand pound on books a year, mm-hmm. I feel comfortable charging because I put in the hours, I put in the time to suck, like to absorb that knowledge, and so for me to charge that doesn't feel bad. It feels I feel comfortable with it. So that's another mm-hmm. thing to look at. Well, let's look at it this way as well. I mean, if you have got degree level expertise, okay, presuming that you've, I think now 
is the last year of graduates, presumably, that would have been paying nine grand a year, maybe? Yeah, I think they're going to sort of rejig it, aren't they? I don't know. But, but regardless, you've paid at least three grand a year. Mm-hmm. At least three grand a year for your skills and your knowledge, which not everybody's got. Which is so difficult when it's your daily routine to know all this knowledge. So difficult to realise that this is... This your knowledge is worth at least nine grand if you've done a three year course. And you're not even going. You've got to get that nine grand back, right? You're not even considering your time as well, the time you mm-hmm. put in, and and that's why I say like we we talk about like it's great to have a degree, but then what's the extra bits you're doing? What's going to make you like if you don't want to be the same as everybody else with that same degree? Are you reading more about? It? Are you constantly educating and? yeah that's what it comes down to like you, like like you said there where you kind of it's a massive burn but i think it's true if you're on that minimum wage you're just you are saying that yeah anybody anybody can get it anybody's entitled to that mm-hmm. so so essentially you know you've got to value the amount of time that you put in you've got to value the skills that you've got um and just kind of when you're working out how much you're going to charge just consider that consider how much you do actually want to work per hour and then think okay um, so how much how many hours do I think I'm going to be putting in be bold with it you don't you know if you want to earn for every hour you spend earn 20 quid then put 20 quid on but don't ever charge by the hour yeah in terms of how much time you're putting in you know use that as a good sort of milestone kind of way of working out roughly what you're looking at think yeah, about what how you much you're worth want, yeah, you wanna, yeah. but never ever go to the customer as this is how many hours I am putting into this therefore mm-hmm. X amount I think in terms charge of, them for the results rather than the yeah in terms of that to know more about that sort of stuff go back to our previous um, blog post I mean a podcast that we wrote about um, why you shouldn't be ch- why you shouldn't um, be paid by the hour which mm-hmm. kind of really breaks that down but another thing, just one final thought I thought I'd just add in there is kind of when you go in there and you do charge quite a high amount of money, if it is, say, £100, £150 an hour, even the, the, the fact that you say that, the boldness that you can say that, that person respects you, really fucking respects you. They're like, this guy charges £100 for his time. He generally knows something that I don't know or has something I don't know. And so there's even, even that in itself, like... Even like they, you see with Versace bags, someone charged a thousand pound for a bag. It could be made at the same place as the one in Primark, but because you got a five a thousand pound price tag, for some reason people value it more. And I think that also works in your favour when you charge higher because it shows your confidence in what you do, and people will say, "Wow, this guy." You'd rather pay for an expensive doctor than the guy who's cheap on six pound or a minimum wage now because you think, "Fuck, the guy's a hundred pound now. Probably knows what he's doing and is going to." I trust him more, and so you got to leverage that as well some tough love today we had to do it we're sorry but we had to do it you'll be better for it you'll thank us when you're older <laughs> you look back on we, this we say as 26 year olds <laughs> I was trying to be like the whole mum and dad type thing okay. tough love you know yeah no 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 bit weird bit weird yeah so that's your powerful nonsense dose and it was a good one yeah I got really excited yeah I always get excited. I was loving that episode. I can't stop talking and my brain is just firing up in all all, all places. It's crazy. Yeah, but it was good. A few knowledge bombs, even if we are blowing our own trumpet here. (laughs) Someone's got to blow them for us. (laughs) Yeah, because nobody's leaving reviews on iTunes, are they? Are they? No, they're not. So, what should they do? They should head on over to iTunes. Or, if you're listening on your mobile device, you can probably do it on the app. You can. Do it on the app. You've got the Powerful Monsters window open. Head on over to review. Leave a review. Five stars or more. We love you. <laughs> also, where's our Instagram, love? Yeah. 
Actually, no, that's not Actually, fair. Actually, love is happening on Instagram. That's not fair. We are getting a fair bit of Instagram love. Yeah, we are. So join the love fest. <laughs> <laughs> it's an orgy over there. <laughs> Head on over to Instagram. And we are at powerful underscore nonsense. Jem's in charge of that one. There's a whole lot of food. A whole lot if, of food. If you're wondering how to get great nutrition advice and you want it for free, check out. Check it out. It's not so much nutrition advice. He just kind of goes, this is what I've eaten. Eat it. And then goes, buys a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see, but he's got a bit of a belly on. <laughs> Joking. No, that's me. <laughs> so, thank you for listening, guys. Keep, keep, keep talking to us on social media. It's not over. It's not over for the week. Yeah, it's two-way, two-way convo. Two-way combo. If there's something that you think we should talk about or you want us to explore, you want to ask us questions, feel free to tweet at us and we will hopefully make an episode out of it if it's yeah. worthy. And let us know what you thought of this one. Yeah. We're happy with it, but are you? Cool. Have a good week. We shall see you next Friday, 9am GMT on your mobile device. See you later.